Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Well, I am excited to bring to the platform my very favorite preacher in the whole world. Would you make welcome Pastor Lisa this morning as she comes to share the word with you. Good morning. Anybody here fired up for Jesus? Amen. What a wonderful time of worship we had. I just love all the songs we sang. Come on, because we're talking about freedom today. And how many of you know the Lord is in this place and he will set you free today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. How many of you got your text last night about writing down your scripture? You got that? All right. How many of you brought it with you today? See who did their homework. All right, cool, wonderful. If you didn't, I know the Lord will lay a word on your heart while I'm sharing today. Uh, you know what, before we begin today, do you mind standing with me before I share the word? I think it's always so important that we just make sure that we're in a posture to receive, amen? amen. That we're ready and believing and know that God is in this place and that he has a word for his children today. So if you would, just take a posture right now by raising your hands to the Lord. This is just something that we do in the physical to, to say, God, I'm giving my spirit to you. I'm opening my heart and my mind to you today. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we are standing in this place, Lord. And we are coming to you with open hearts, open minds today, Lord, and we want to receive from you. God, I know that there are people in this place today who are pushing through hard things. God, they are dealing with struggles and they need a word from you today. Lord, we need breakthroughs in the house today. We need deliverance in this house today. God, we need a people today who are going to put their eyes on you, take them off the struggle and plant them squarely upon the God who is greater, the God who is more than able and the God who is our keeper and sustainer. And Lord, we receive that today. Today, and we are expecting in your presence today. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to share a message with you that is a continuation of what Pastor Steve shared about last Sunday. What a wonderful word he shared um, about the difference between retreating and refuge. What a wonderful understanding we gained. Um, to recognize the fact that even as Christians, a lot of times God is calling us into a place of refuge, yet we are running and we are retreating to places we should not be. And I find with most things, even in the, whether we're talking about physical things or spiritual things, they all run together. How many of you know that this morning? They all run together. They are one in our lives. And I, I've come to understand that a lot of times we just need a reminder about some simple things in life. So today I'm going to just simply preach to you or share a message with you about the Word of God. I mean, how simple is that, right? 
But I believe today, church, that we need a reminder about the power that we find in the Word of God. We need to be reminded that there are answers for all of the questions of life right in the Word of God. Every solution we need for every hard thing, every tough thing we're walking through is found in the Word of God. If you're wanting advice today, maybe you're needing a a solution on how to pray about something in your life, something really difficult in your life that you're walking through. And those things oftentimes can make us feel overwhelmed and they can fill us with anxiety and fear and cause us to retreat. But I want to take us back today to the power of this book to the power of the words of God that are written in these pages over our lives and how if we will hold them dear, we are going to see breakthrough in our lives and we are going to know that these words are alive and they are sharper than any two-edged sword and they are a solid foundation that we can stand on. Come on, somebody. Through his word. Through the spoken promises of God, we understand that God is our refuge and He is our place of safety in this broken world. Through the promises of the Word of God, we find a place to rest and we find a place that we can stand on solid ground. There is power and there is blessing that comes to us through the words of our Lord and they are written to us in a beautiful love letter that is called the Holy Bible. The Bible does say in Psalms 91 that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom we shall trust. Psalms 46.1 God is our refuge and strength. We heard that. Our strength. God is our refuge and he is our strength. He is your help in trouble. He is our refuge. And today, if we want to experience that place of refuge that Pastor Steve preached about last Sunday, that I'm sharing with you about today, how many of you know we have to know in whom we are trusting? And how do we know about this God in whom we can trust? How do we know about the faithfulness of our God? It's because of the Word of God that He has given us. How many of you know you don't feel safe a lot of times with people that you don't know, right? And you go into unfamiliar places and you don't feel safe when you're in an unfamiliar place. But through the words of the Lord in the Bible, we can stand firm and know and be persuaded that he is able to fulfill that which I have committed unto him. We can know that he is there for us and we can put our trust in him through the words of the Lord. We can know that no matter what we face in this life, we can have an abundant life through Jesus because of what he provided for us through his death and resurrection. We can stand in the place of refuge and we can choose life today. We can choose abundant life, we can choose peace, and we will be a people who go through this life not in a mundane attitude, not in a hem-ho attitude, but in an attitude of victory as we pick up the Word of God daily as our feet hit the floor and we speak life over our situations. We pray the words of Jesus and the Scripture over our lives. Psalms 18:21 says death and life. Everybody say that. Which one do we want to choose today? You got it. But death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
and those who love it will eat its fruit. If we wanna walk in victory, finding that peace and refuge in Jesus, then we're going to have a desire in our hearts. God, I wanna speak life over everything I face. God, I wanna pray your will over everything that I face in my life. And when we want that and we desire that, we're gonna run straight to the refuge. We're gonna run straight to the word of God and we're gonna declare it in the face of a broken world. We're gonna declare it in the face of the devil who does nothing but declare lies. We are going to have the truth of God's word coming out of our lips daily. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We want to walk in victory. We want to walk in peace and refuge. And I want to tell you today, church, none of you in this place right now are pushing through anything more than I am right now to share this message. The devil comes against us. The devil wants to destroy us. And none of us are perfect. I don't get up every day to speak holy words. Be quiet, honey. (laughs) I don't get up every day and just speak holy words all the time. But to you and I, I say today that God is greater than any lie from the enemy. Today, I challenge us, child of God, to stop making excuses for what is coming out of our mouths. Let's stop covering everything that God asks us to do with just the words, well, it is so hard. It is so hard. Is it hard sometimes? Yes, it is. Is it hard sometimes to believe the truth? Yes, it is. Is it hard sometimes to walk in what God's asking you to do? Yes, it is. Is it okay to not be okay some days? Absolutely it is. But let me remind you that when Jesus came forth that day and he carried all of your sins and he carried all of my sins upon him. He wanted there to be an easier way. He wanted there to be an easier sacrifice. He said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But there wasn't a different path for him. There wasn't an easier way for him. He had to make the sacrifice. He gave his life for you. And Jesus stepped up to the plate and he overcame sin. And he won the victory over death, hell, and the grave. He won the victory over the devil for you and I. And no matter the lies today, they do not supersede the truth of what God has spoken over you and what God has said about your situation. John 16, 33, Jesus said, I want you to have peace. If you go and read that verse, that's what he's saying to us. He's saying, I want you to have peace. And so he reminded us, he said, in this world, you're going to have hard days. You're going to have hard situations. You're going to have trouble. But he didn't stop there. Through the promise that I find in this precious word that is alive, he said, oh, but church, oh, but child of God, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Today, even as we allow this message to hopefully plant seeds in our hearts, let's remember this. God's word is more powerful than any giant we face. But we've got to focus on the promise from God and not the struggle ahead. Come on, somebody. If you're looking this way and you see the giant and you see the struggle, I challenge you today that there are no more shackles and there are no more chains because we have been set free from those places of defeat. We have been set free from those places that want to destroy and we should put our eyes on God. God's word is more powerful than any giant we face. Today, let's turn our eyes from the struggle and put our eyes on God.
For the Bible tells us in Psalms 434 to guard our heart for everything we do flows from it. Worry, anxiety, fear, and fret has tried to come in and take over the body of Christ. Many Christians today don't even know how to pray anymore. And this worry and this anxiety and this fret and this fear all too often is becoming our daily companions. And we can try to be that of who we are on our own self. But how many of you know it's gonna take the word and promise of God over our lives to break that bondage. It is only when we stop focusing on our feelings and emotions and we seek and we read and we hide the word of God in our hearts that we will have something to stand on that is greater and stronger and solid in this life. Jesus had a moment like this in his own life. We can always look to the Lord to be more like Jesus to be more like you, Lord. And as I look at him in the word of God, I see Jesus there. And we see Jesus showing us the power of the words, it is written. Let's say that together. It is written. If you can get those words on the inside of you and know what is written in this word of God over your life and your person, you are gonna be a changed person. You're gonna be dancing around this place when this worship team is up here singing, no more shackles, no more chains. I am free because of who God has said I am. I am free because of the life God has given me. We see Jesus show us the power of the word in his very life. In Matthew 4, 1 through 11, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered them, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. But Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Can we just give praise right now that it is written and no devil in hell can take that away from us. Not a one, not a one. In this part of scripture, we find that Jesus is being tested in the wilderness. And this is just like the devil because your enemy will come at you the most in the wilderness. Your wilderness is most often related to areas in your life that are dear to your heart. The devil will come at the places in your life that he knows that God wants to use as a victory for you. The devil will attack your family. He will attack your marriage. He will have fear come upon you, even over maybe a business that you own or something that you're stepping out in in faith. And you know good and well God gave it to you, and you're going to need to look at the devil and say, it is written. The devil will attack your character. 
He will attack your person. He will attack your mind. And when he finds you weak, exhausted, and weary from the lies of the devil, he comes in from the, from the lies of the devil. Yes. <laughs> when he finds you weak, exhausted, and weary, the devil comes in and tries to kill, steal, and destroy. And as we look at this passage from Matthew, we see that Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, come on, somebody. Jesus was weak, Jesus was tired, and Jesus was hangry. Because some of y'all, you ain't even ate nothing since breakfast, and you're about to sin right now because you're hungry. It is written. It is written, a powerful thought right there. It is written, and this is not the only time that this phrase is used in the Bible. And what it says to us when we understand that Jesus told the devil, no, I don't have to go for this lie. I don't have to fall for this trick because it is written. What it says is that God said it. It is truth, it is unchanging, and it is settled. And I hope you remember today that it is so important that we have a clue about what is written in this book. Amen. Not just what I stand up here and tell you is written in this book. Not just because I say, church, it is written and you can stand on that. I am challenging you today in the, in the, in the way that our world is headed. I am saying to you, you need to know what the Word of God says, and you need to know it and have it hid on the inside of your heart that no devil in hell can take away. That when this world is going crazy, you have something on the inside of you that will rise up and stand solid in the face of a broken world, and your life doesn't have to be broken just because the world is. It is written, it is truth, it is unchanging, it is settled. And just because you question it, doesn't change it. Just because your prodigal is still running away from God doesn't change the promise that God is faithful and he will save to the uttermost. Just because this world looks crazier than ever doesn't change where our hope is found. Just because you can only see the natural doesn't mean that there aren't things happening in the supernatural that will bring forth victory in the name of Jesus. First Peter 5, 8, Peter gave us a firm warning about this lion. He said, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaming lion seeking someone to devour. The devil wants to devour and destroy you just like a roaring and hungry lion. Lions hunt by staying hidden Lions hunt by staying hidden so their prey will be inattentive to their presence. When you get your eyes on the struggle and take your eyes off of God, you are inattentive to the presence that you need to be attending to, and that is the presence of Almighty God who is right there with you. Once the lion gets close enough to the unsuspecting animal, they chase after them until they are caught inattentive to their presence. When you get focused on the struggle, instead of the Word of God, instead of the promise of God, your attention is in the wrong place. 
And today, I believe God is warning us where our attention is. He is saying, put your eyes on me. Put your trust in me. Know my word. Know my life. Hide it in your heart and stand upon it. Ephesians 6, I'm going back to this again today. I couldn't get away from it. You should be familiar with it. Pastor Stephen, I have preached on it a lot lately. Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. And again, when you get up in the morning, the Word tells us to put on the armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in His power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I don't want to fight that without the promises of God. I don't want to fight that without the Spirit of God. I don't want to fight that without the truth of His Word. We go down to verse 17 and it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's our armor. That's our life. That's what we keep coming back to because the armor saves our lives. The truth of God will save your life. If not, you are doomed to the lies. You are doomed to defeat, but we're not doomed to that child of God. We are standing in the promises of God and walking in truth. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. He's telling us right there. The only truth. Do y'all remember last week when Pastor Steve did an illustration and he had these big old guys come stand up here at the front. If you missed that, go back and watch his message. But he had those big old guys come stand up here at the front and they were his line of defense. And there he was behind that line of defense and he was resting in the Lord. He was safe in the refuge of God. But I want to tell you now, he was able to do that because he didn't just know the Word. He stood and declared the Word. He stood in the promises of God. He prayed the promises of God over his scary situation. And when everything around you is shifting, you have a solid foundation to stand on that does not change based on people. It does not change based on reports. It does not change based on things. It is forever settled in heaven, and it is forever settled over your life and mine. And we can stand in a place of refuge not just sitting there and doing nothing. No, I could hear him. Oh, my Lord, behind that line of defense, can't you just hear it? I mean, the devil's trying to come at him. The devil's trying to get his attention off on something that it shouldn't be. And the whole time, he's just standing there, and he's like, oh, you can't get me, devil. I got the word of God. I got the promises of God. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. Nothing can touch me because I am in the refuge of the mighty God. When we do that, we can stay in the safe arms of God. And we don't have to be afraid of anything the devil throws our way because God has said it and it is written. Hallelujah. This book, let me pull it over here closer. Let's, let's get close. Let's just get close. This book right here, mine looks pretty rough. But you know what? It's kind of weird because even though it's tattered and torn, I don't want a new one. I've got notes in here, I've got things in here I've marked, and it's just special to me. It's life to me. It's the promises of God over my life that not only just affect me, but they affect my children. 
They affect my church. They affect my community. They affect everything about me, the life-giving Word of God. And the thing about it is that this book should never fade into the background of who we are. This book should never fade into the background of our lives and just be something that we know about. It should be something hidden in our heart. It should be treasured. We have other books that we get from the bookstore or even a women's Bible study, all kinds of books. And sometimes we open that book and we read it and we love it and we just can't put it down. It's so good. But even that book that's so good to you, eventually, how many of you know it takes its place on the bookshelf and gets a little dusty? Especially the books that we open up and read and, oh, this book ain't good, and we just throw it down, we don't even finish it, takes its place on the dusty bookshelf. This book should never be dusty. This book doesn't belong on the bookshelf. This book is who we are. This book is our lifeline. This book is the promises of God. It's God's holy word. It's inspired, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. It is truth, Psalms 119.151. The sum of that word is truth. It makes you free. Come on, church. We sang about that this morning. This makes you free. John 8.32, if you abide in my word then you are truly disciples of mine and you shall know the truth and what does it say the truth will make us free the truth will set us free this word produces faith Romans 10 17 so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God and not only is it all those things but we also have to allow this word to correct Hebrews 4 12 for the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far the division of soul and spirit and both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart it is life to us it is alive and when you read it the Holy Spirit will bring words alive to you for your daily life how many of you if you grew up in church then you know even coming up through the Sunday school classes, um, I came up through missionettes, I was an honor star, hold your applause. <laughs> um, but you know, all those things, if, if you grew up in church, then you know what I'm talking about. We got the little badges and the little stickers and stars for all the memorization of the scripture. And I'm happy to know we still do that in our children's classes here. And we instill the word of God in these children at a young age because it is life to them. It is life source to them. Even in our women's growth groups, we have a scripture that we hold on to each week. Why? Because God told us in his word to hide his word in our hearts. And we need to start that from day one. And if you're not doing that in some way, I encourage you today to do that. I go to Hobby Lobby and buy you a little plaque with a scripture on it and put it on your kitchen counter and read it every day. It will be life to you. It will be strength to you. Psalms 119.11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Isn't that interesting that God told us? He didn't just say, know my word, read my word. He said, hide my word in your heart. Because he also said that everything we do flows from our heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart. But as I think about that this morning, a lot of times I find that 
We aren't so quick to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Pastor Steve talked about that place sometime that we find ourselves in, and it's called retreating. And when we're in that place of retreating instead of refuge, I find that a lot of times what we're hiding in our heart is offense. And what we're hiding in our heart is unforgiveness. And we're hiding insecurities. We all have them, but they're not in our lives to keep us from walking out God's call. We hide away disappointments, and a fear is a big one that many of us hide away. We have all this stuff hidden away in our hearts in a place of darkness. But we don't have to stay bound to those things because God never said to us to hide those things in our heart. He said, hide my word in your heart because everything you do flows from it. And when we discover that the words of the Bible are alive, then we understand that it is the word of God that will remove those things that we have hidden in our heart. It will heal those things that we have hidden away in our heart. It will break free those bondages that you have hidden away in your heart and it will shed light into those places. It will shed healing into those places. Psalms 119, 105, your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You no longer will walk in darkness. You no longer will walk in the strongholds of this life. But as you set out with Jesus by your side, his word will light your way. His word will direct your path and shed light on every dark place. The Word brings light to the pathways of life. The Word gives freedom over the bondages of offense, bondage of unforgiveness, and those insecurities that try to hold us back. It will shed light on every disappointment that you have faced because God's Word is alive and it will bring victory and light into the places of our lives. Is your path feeling dark today? Maybe it is. Mine has at times. Maybe your path feels dark today, but come on, I'm going to ask the question, will you allow his word today to light your path? Will you allow his word today to plant seeds and set you free? What are you using for your lamp? Are you trying to light your path with your TV screen? Nothing you watch on TV, I don't care if it's a preacher, a cooking show, uh, somebody got voted off something, a cartoon, I don't care what it is, the TV will not light your path. The TV will not light your path, this will light your path. This will light your path, this will give you life. The light of other people's approval will not light your path. Did you know that we had worship this morning in the house of God, and I feel very confident in saying this, that there were people in this place today that could not worship freely because of bondages from the enemy and because they were worried about what other people were thinking. They were worried about the approval of people, but the approval of people will not set you free. The approval of people will not light your path. Are you trying to light your path with the light of your cell phone? Put, okay, and I want to say this too. Maybe I, I'm going to be a little old-fashioned here. 
I know that you have your Bible on your phone. I use that too. A lot of times when Pastor Steve is preaching, I pull up my Bible on my phone. But let me just challenge you sometime this week to go to the bookshelf or wherever your Bible is. Maybe it's on your coffee table. And let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. And let's read. And let's read. And let's be blessed and let's be encouraged because there's no notification coming up here. There's no email. There's nothing coming from the enemy to try to dis distract me from the Word of God that is right here. There's a reason it's in printed form. I do use my phone as well, but just take a moment and sit there and say, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this promise. Thank you, Lord, that you gave all for me and that you cared enough about me to write this down. Thank you, Lord. Maybe if your path seems dark, it's because you need to renew your mind in the Word of God. Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Renew your mind. Are you confused today of why your path seems so dark? Are you confused today about steps you need to take? Are you overcome with worry, anxiety, and fear? The Word just told me that if I renew my mind, then I'm going to know the will of God for my life. And I'm going to test it and approve it and know that it is what God says for me. It's good, it's pleasing, and perfect. Renew your mind. The definition of renew is to resume after an interruption, to make like new, restore to freshness, revive. Come on, somebody. We've all had interruptions. We've had those moments where we're going through life and we are just, ooh, look at that giant. Look at that struggle. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We don't even, we can't even think about the promise of God. We've had interruptions. But how many of you know the Lord is saying today, it's time to get your eyes back on Him. It's time to renew your mind in the Word of God and stand in that. And as you begin to renew your mind in the Word of God, you're going to begin to realize that God is reframing every offense. God is reframing every experience, every wound, any circumstance that you're facing. And God is reframing it, renewing it, refreshing it, restoring it in his presence today through his word yes. right now something in your mind something in your life that is causing you to want to retreat to your feelings emotions confusion anxiety let's pause right here and let's just ask God whatever that is right now you know what it is you've got something in your life and the enemy is just eating you up with it you've got things that you've hidden down in the darkness of your heart and I want to pause right here right now and I just want to take a moment of prayer we're just going to lift our hands again come on God right now in the name of Jesus there's things in this room right now that are hidden in darkness in the places of people's hearts God there is offense and there are disappointments and there are words that have been spoken over people and right now God this is a moment where we are asking you Lord to renew it in the name of Jesus reframe it restore it God hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Lord right now listen you cannot control what happens to you but you can control what you do with it you can't control what happens to you but you can control how you frame it and today we are renewing we are reframing with the Word of God and the promises of God and through the help of the Holy Spirit you're going to begin to look at that situation and person and giant differently just as David did as a little shepherd boy see he didn't just stand there and say oh God I wish you'd take that rock right there and I wish you'd knock that giant out please 
No, he got up and he went right down there and he picked that rock up and by the Spirit of God, he flung that thing and he knocked that devil down and defeated him in the name of Jesus. And today, if you will rise up and take the promises and the Word of God in your hand and you will fling that thing, it is written, devil. It is promised to me, devil, and you are not bigger than that and you can't destroy that in the name of Jesus. You're gonna find yourself, instead of focusing on what did happen, you're gonna be thanking God for what didn't happen. Instead of complaining about how God is or is not answering your prayers, let's begin to praise Him for what He's doing and that He has even heard your cry. Instead of walking in worry and what might come, how about worshiping God for what is and that God is blessing you abundantly in the face of your adversaries and He is preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemies. You're going to begin to truly see the goodness of God all around you because Corinthians 10:5 says that we have the authority to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. When the devil says, you can't go on, God says in 2 Corinthians 12:9, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect in your weakness. When the devil comes to you and says you're going to be destroyed and you are overcome with fear, my God says in 2 Timothy 1.7, for my God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a strong mind. When you feel all alone and you feel like nobody cares, Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you and you shall never walk alone. When the stronghold of the devil tries to come in and convince you that you are unforgivable and that you will never be enough. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When the devil says that you're a nobody, my God said in John 3, 16, that he loved you so much that he gave his life for you and that whosoever comes to him will live with him eternally. When the devil says to you today that your health is a mess and that there's no cure, 3 John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I pray you to prosper concerning all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Isaiah 53 tells me, church, that I serve Jesus, that I serve a God who gave his only son for me, and that son went and died on the cross for you and I, and he bore stripes for our healing and he gained our victory. And no matter what you're facing today, you remember Deuteronomy 24. The Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, and he will give you the victory. Again, I want to remind us, we cannot fight our battles in the natural that we need to be fighting in the supernatural. We do not serve a natural God. We serve a supernatural God. And when you choose to retreat, that is in the natural. When you choose to run away, that is in the natural. But in the midst of hard things, when you stand in the place of refuge, that is supernatural because the world won't understand it. And you might not even understand it. But the Word says in Ephesians 2.14, for God himself is our peace and safety. And the words in the Bible are not natural. They are supernatural they are living and they are truth and we can look to a lot of things in the natural we can look to a lot of places in the natural but I want to tell you that nothing will change 
until we allow the Holy Spirit to be active on the inside of us. I want to say that again. It's like David when he actually picked up the stone and he said, not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit, I will overcome this giant through your help, Lord. And until we stop looking at things in the natural and look at them in the supernatural, because his word is supernatural, our God is a supernatural God, until we start allowing the Holy Spirit to be active on the inside of us, until the inside of us is hungry for the power of God to be working on the inside of us, bringing about a change in our lives and bringing forth abundant life, how many of you know we'll just stand in a place of defeat? Trey, I want you to come to the keys. And I want to show y'all this morning what I've got in my bag here. So in my bag, these are always fun to do with one hand. In my bag, I've got a glove. Y'all see my glove? I've got my glove. This glove is made so perfect. And this glove was made to do exactly what it was intended to do. It's a work glove. It's a serve glove, and it's made perfect for what it was created to do. And I'm gonna just put this glove right here, and I'm just gonna wait because I wanna see that glove do some work. Like, I wanna see that glove serve. I wanna see that glove walk out the purpose that God had for it to do. I wanna see that glove walk in an abundant life in the will of God. I'm waiting on that glove to do that. I don't know, okay, maybe this glove needs a pat on the back. Y'all do like this, let's pat the glove. Pat the glove, oh glove, you're so great. You, you're so wonderful. I'm just encouraging you glove, cause you're made perfectly and you know, you were put here on this earth to do exactly what you were supposed to do and oh, come on glove. Maybe, maybe the glove needs like, I don't know, maybe it needs like some more encouragement. Let me hold it up here. Say something nice to my glove. Come on, that's not enough. Like it needs your approval. Come on, it needs your approval. Needs your approval. Oh, glove, oh. Oh yes, glove, it needed your approval. Maybe the glove needs some fellowship. Let me, let me get some. It's lonely. Oh no, let me get some other gloves. Y'all watch this now, cause we ain't gonna just have other, we gonna have multicultural gloves here, like the church should be, like in heaven, you know? We got like all kinds of gloves here. Oh, there you go, fellowship. Yes, there is people around you. Come on, glove, come on, you can do it. You can fight it, come on, you're perfect. You were created for a purpose. You can do this, glove. Maybe this glove needs an event. Don't y'all love a good event? And you know what, I can pick this glove up and I can take this glove to whatever event I want to, but if that's all this glove's got, we're gonna walk out the door just like we came. And we're gonna go back out there and we're gonna look at every struggle and we're gonna just wish we had abundant life and we're gonna wish we didn't tote around these dark things in our heart like offense and fear and worry and anxiety and all that stuff, but, but it's still there. It's still there. You know what, I'm even, gonna give this glove a scripture. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Woo, come on church, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, that's a good one. You can do all things, all 
all things, honey, yes. Well, now the glove knows that scripture. And all these things that I've mentioned are great, but there's one thing missing with this glove as to why it can't walk in abundant life and victory. Because things change. You've got the living God. When you've got the Holy Spirit, when you've allowed the Word of God to get on the inside of you, then that's when you're gonna walk in abundant life. That's when you're gonna come forth in victory. That's when you're gonna go out of this place changed. That's when you're gonna see it in your life. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. A lot of people wanna say, oh, that Holy Spirit stuff is crazy. Well, I wanna tell you this morning, it's because of the Holy Spirit that you're saying. It's because of the Holy Spirit that you're saying, because He comforts you and He keeps you. And the Word says that it's the Holy Spirit that brings this Word to life. Holy Spirit. John 14, 26, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. And when you're wanting to retreat, you're wanting to run away, you're wanting to give up, it's the Holy Spirit that brings to your remembrance all that the Lord has said. See, when you're retreating, and like Pastor Steve said, you're running and you're quoting the verse at the same time, like we quoted the verse to the glove. I wanna tell you today, church, that it is the power of the Holy Spirit at work on the inside of you that is gonna make you in the middle of retreating, in the middle of, you're, you're gonna feel it right there. You're gonna feel the Holy Spirit. Excuse me, girl, where are you going? Because your God is greater. Excuse me, sir, where are you running to? Because you need to be running to the arms of Jesus. You need to be running to the promises of God. You need to be running to the life-giving source. Come on, thank you, Holy Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe God is renewing, reframing, refreshing some things for some people in here today. Yes. Know the Word of God. Hide it on the inside of your heart, and it will set you free. Yes. Stand with me this morning. I know whom I have believed in. I know whom I have believed in and I am persuaded that he is able to keep everything that I've committed to him. I've committed my marriage to him. I've committed this church to him. I've committed my business to him. I've committed my children to him. I've committed my finances to him. And the word of God says that if you commit it to him, he will do a good work. Get your scripture out that you brought with you today. It's, if it's on your phone, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. I ain't got no problem with the phone. I just encouraging us to pick up this book. Get your scripture. If you don't have one, think about a scripture right now that means something to you. Because the truth is, you pick that scripture because it means something to you. It reassures you. It brings hope to a situation. It's a reminder of the faithfulness of God. Here's mine, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. And I hope today that as you look at that scripture, you realize that those are words that you can build your life on. 
For me, my scripture changes with different seasons of my life. I don't have just one life verse, but it changes with whatever God's doing in me and what he's speaking to me and what I'm asking him for and believing him for. And today I want you to realize the life that that verse gives to you in Job 23, 12, and we all know all the things Job went through. If you don't, he went through a lot. You hear me? A lot. And he said, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said that no one can live only on food, but people need every word that God has spoken. Oh, praise Jesus. God wants to renew some things in this place today. God needs to have some people in this place today allow him to reframe some things in our lives. You know, Joshua and Caleb went out into the land and it was a land where God wanted to bring those people out of the wilderness. He wanted to bring those people out of bondages. And the people chose to keep their eyes on the giants and they spoke out that it was impossible. We can never take the land except for two people, Joshua and Caleb. And really quick, as we close today and we are gonna allow God to do a work in our hearts. I want you to look at this. Numbers 14, 24. How come Joshua and Caleb could be so different? How come they could look at the giants and say, oh, my God is greater. My God will give us the strength to take the land. My God will keep me in abundant life and victory. He will sustain me. Here's how. Numbers 14, 24. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Come on, say that with me. A different spirit a different spirit. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a different spirit than when you get up in the morning, you know that God's gonna see you through. When you get up in the morning, you know every day your God will not fail you. A different spirit. Come on, somebody. Let's be different. Let's actually believe the book. Let's actually believe the promises of God. Let's live it. And the Word says that His descendants will inherit it as well. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. You don't have to deny that the giants are there, but God is asking you to believe that he is greater and that his word is truth. If we don't do that, who is? If we can't walk in peace because of who God is, Who's going to do it? If the church of the living God can't walk in the spirit of God and declare to the lost and the hurting and a broken world that our God is greater and that his promises are yes and amen, then who is going to stand in the gap? Maybe it's you today. Maybe you need a time of renewal, reframing, refreshing today. Let's allow the Holy Spirit as we begin to sing. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to do that in our lives today. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.